just offering them, see what's valuable for you. If anything, leave the rest. I find that it really helps to know what your aims are. You know, keep your eyes on the prize. Um, I often think that we lose battles to win the war. Using that metaphor, I hope it's not problematic here. In other words, um, in this interaction, what do I want to establish? And I see working with couples, I see it in my family, my own life, that oftentimes we will actually get the thing that we want to have happen. The other person does understand us. You can see that they sincerely are wanting to do things different in the future. They, might be, they may not be perfect about it. They may forget, et cetera, but they're sincere in this moment. And instead of consolidating the gain and stabilizing that part, we tend to leap onto the next thing or pile on with the next criticism and snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, as it were. Right? So keep our eyes on the prize. Stabilize that. Do I want to prove my point? Uh, another one here, actually is a little later. I'll add it here. Focus on the future. Don't argue about the past. Sometimes we have to talk about the past. Something happened. We're not going anywhere until we really talk about what happened. Okay? But I've just seen again and again, people disagree about the past. Well, when you walked in the front door and you gave me that attitude, I didn't give you attitude. I walked in the front door and the kid's stuff was everywhere. You know? Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking, attitude. And you're like, whoa, lost. Hey, from now on, can we talk about how we're going to do evenings as a family, for example? See what I mean? Focusing on the future, agreements for the future, rather than complaints about the past, often. So that's one of the prizes here. As she's pointed out, grounding in empathy, compassion, and love, and practicing unilateral virtue. I think about my personal, I was on the board here at Spirit Rock for nine years. We have term limits here, uh, for non-teachers at least, and so I termed off the board. Uh, teachers that teach retreats is what I mean. And um, when I first came on the board with a more of a business background and definitely a capacity to be very assertive, uh, I just watched these teachers, they made their point. They said it. They could even say it quite strongly. And then they said it. They just they said it. They didn't keep pounding away at it, you know. They did their thing and they realized other people are going to do what they do, you know. That's a very powerful way to communicate. Um, I think about people who are exemplars for me who in our culture, you know, Nelson Mandela, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., um, you know, Aung San Suu Kyi in um, Burma, uh, people who really are exemplars for me of um, compassionate assertiveness, they, they don't lose their own footing. And because they don't lose their own footing, they're so much more powerful. Think about your own place. You might tune into this as an experience right now. What is it when you feel a sense of dignity and gravity? You know, a cloud, a butterfly, and a bulldozer. You know, you're grounded. You're not sputtering. You're not in that kind of dreadful purgatory in-between place where you're neither suffering in silence, you know, nor actually asserting yourself in a way that's going to result, but you're just kind of sputtering. But you're not doing it with a sense of gravity, dignity, and seriousness of intent. You know, that's not a good place. Right? Okay? So I think this place of dignity, gravity, centeredness, realness, if we're going to talk about it, you know, I intend to prevail. Prevail in the sense of not beating you or dominating you, 
but doing the best I can to water my own personal fruit tree of getting a good result in this interaction. Okay. And then I'll say a couple more things and we'll hear what people have to say. All right. I think it helps to communicate for ourselves, not to change others. It's appropriate to try to influence them, to persuade them, to hopefully they'll get what we have to say. But if our, if the, as it were, success, quote unquote, of the interaction is contingent upon their response, then we're at the effect of what they do, rather than communicating for ourselves. So um, I'm, I myself, I try to be very aware of the other person, but a lot I keep touching base inside myself. What will I want to have said in this interaction? How will I want to have been on record? How will I want to know the next time I look them in the eyes that you know they know that I know that they know how I really think or feel? You know, what do I really want for myself? And also, how can I discover my own truth by expressing it, by communicating about it, versus I'm trying to get inside their head or fix them or pound on them in some way? Wise speech did that. NVC stands for nonviolent communication. Um, you know, on my short list of books for couples, nonviolent communication is on that short list by Marshall Rosenberg, very helpful. The essence of that form is when X happens, I feel Y because I need Z. Now, when X happens is described factually, right? When you're home, um, you know, at 7 o'clock for the third time this week, when you've promised to come home by 6.15 so we can have dinner with the kids and you don't say a word about it, right? That's a factual description. Right? It may be charged, but it's a factual description. It's not when you are a jerk, right? It's or, um, or when you lose your mind or when you drive like a reckless maniac. No. It's when you're going 70 miles an hour down the freeway that I get really nervous or something like that. Okay, so feeling. Again, feeling is emotion. Again, as vulnerable as possible. When you, I'll do it on me, you know, it's, it's good for me to hear myself do this. You know, when you drive 70 miles an hour, Rick, down the freeway, I feel anxious. I feel nervous. I feel worried. I start thinking that our children will lose both their parents in a ball of fire. Right? <laughs> I'm sharing my experience. I'm not making you wrong. I'm sharing my experience. That's what I'm experiencing. It's not when X happens, I feel you are a maniac. Right? Or I feel you are a jerk, or I feel I ought to throttle you. Just more my feelings. And then last, because I need Z. I need to feel safe. Right? Safety is fundamental. Um, I need to feel that you actually hear me when I ask you to drive more slowly. And you don't just do that head shake, like, uh, and you actually receive what I've got to say. I have these needs. I need to feel respected. I need to feel like we're really together as a unit, and you care about me. NBC is not a guarantee of success, but it's a very good strategy. If things are going fine in relationships, we can blow you know, the form, get all loosey-goosey. But if things are getting kind of weird, you know, I've been communicating and trying to learn how to communicate for a long time, I will go back to pure form, you know, try to go back to that NBC place. So that's the NBC thing. Dignity, gravity, empathy building. Empathy building, or I'll put it a little different way, this is a... We're having a relationship conversation. And in a classic genderized structure, with many, many exceptions, you know, as Deborah Tannen, that's her 
also in the, my short book list, You Just Don't Understand, talks about masculine feminine styles in relationships which sometimes cross the genders, which I've seen it all kinds of ways. In the masculine style, it tends to be more focused on outcomes and solving problems and policy. Whereas the quote unquote feminine style, which men and women are both capable of, um, there's more of a focus on relationship, empathy, and building closeness. Right? And sometimes what happens is one person thinks we're having a relationship building conversation where we're sharing feelings, and the other person thinks, oh, we're solving a problem. Right? And when the person who's in that relationship, emotion, empathy conversation suddenly gets problem-solving advice and correction from the other person, harumph, you don't really want that coming at you. Right? In my own case, I came back you know, about a month ago from a trip, go for a walk with my wife. She's telling me, yet again, about a family situation that we're power, you know, that's not getting better, and I make the mistake of slipping out of empathy talk, relationship talk, into policy talk, you know, problem solving. Well, Jan, what we, I think what we really ought to do here is X, Y, or Z, blah, blah, with my infinite wisdom. And that did not go well. That actually occasioned one of these little just one things I write. But anyway, so my point is it really helps to negotiate these transitions. There's a place for the transition, you know. <laughs> but what kind of conversation are we having? And it helps if both parties know what kind of conversation we're having. Another one is to negotiate solutions for the future. I talked about that. Focus mainly on from now on. I don't mean that we're going to write a policy manual for our marriage or our, you know, our friendship or our in-lawness or how we're going to do Thanksgiving. But if things aren't working well and they keep not working well, um, it often really helps to pin things down fairly concretely. I've seen lots of situations where A and B, you know, A and B think they have an agreement about X, but in their mind, X is really different. You know, what one person thinks is coming home on time or loading the dishwasher or driving safely. My wife says to me, drive safely. I'm driving safely, right? I really am. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'd ever get righteous about this. Um, but to her, like driving safely is, my kids joke, my wife has two speeds. She has one speed, 35 miles an hour under all conditions. You know, it's a little bit of an exaggeration. But anyway, her notion of driving safely might be different from mine. Okay, let's operationalize this. You know, let's try to make it as concrete as possible. So we understand it, we can agree to it, and we can move on. We can settle our quarrel for the sake of the greater good. So pinning that kind of down. I think that's pretty clear in everything else I've talked about. Okay, any comments or questions about this, including tough situations?